This is the Red Rock Retrospective with uh, Will Kowser, Max Coons, and Stratford Healy. I'm Max Coons. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about something that happens in Utah often. Why don't you tell us about that, Will? Well, it happens every year. <laughs> That's how often. You made it sound like it happens every night in the homes of every the Every night of in, the, Utah. in the homes across America. For whatever reason, I think, I don't know more than, than usual, because I have no understanding of any other state in the Union, but it seems like Utah high schools like theater. More so I mean, I know other, it does I happen in other places. They do it other my, places. My cousins have it. My cousins do it. They, they're into it. And they're, they live in Wisconsin. We do it. Yes. And we live in Utah. Yeah. Therefore, it happens here in the best way possible. And there's a magical night every year where all of the, I won't say the very best, but just a lot of them. There's a lot of things happening. Students gather. They trickle into their regional Regionally appointed high school with monologues and short scenes and even one-act plays, yes. as well as other stuff that kind they, of goes they, under the radar. Do they some, do they there's do some dance? people they dance. Do, do they singing? They do Sometimes singing. there's improv. There's, there's musical numbers. Yeah, there's uh, musical numbers. I remember singing a really bad Santa Fe from Newsies. <laughs> there's always one. And just really wanting to walk out. So, just like your your beloved sports team will compete with other high schools. Yes. We, those of us who pursued not sports teams. All of the skinny kids <laughs> gather. Wanted one, to compete a, with each other? Theater, all of the skinny kids of the region gather together in an auditorium to participate there's competitions. There's regional and state competitions. It gets pretty competitive. And this certainly wasn't Too a so. student's idea, I'm sure. No student wanted this to happen. I'm pretty sure it was the idea of, like, the one high school with funding for it. <laughs> this was American Fork High School. This was just... Wanting their chance to shine. I, I didn't know that they had the highest funding. I of, of just any wanted rating. to throw you guys under the bus out there in American Fork. Thanks 90% of what they learned in that high school is, is just theatrical theory. I'm, I'm certain of it. Well, you can be sure that this is where the weirdest... The weirdest people. art and oh, people... Art and people... Like, really, there are some very strange people who do theater in high school and beyond. Yeah. It's just kind of like a dust collector. But that's the thing about high school theater is it's, like, really the weirdest people who are also doing some of the worst stuff. (laughs) And we all get to sit in a room and watch it. You can't put a price on a bad show. No. We applaud each other. I like it better. Oh, yeah. For reference. I think for reference. We're all on the same side. You should watch... The SNL skits. What are those called? Um, I don't remember. But Something it's, about it's high like, school theater. Yeah, it's the high school theater party or the Crucible. There's the one with the Lin the Crucible Miranda. after party. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, no, there's other just like it's just like high school 
theater stuff. That's exactly what it looks like. That's really what it is. 100%. It's people who want to do usually some like avant-garde, like push the limits of what people would think is good art into what people think is bad art Um, because that's trendier. Well, why don't you tell me what avant-garde means? Um, Moving on, (laughs) we we did this. I call your bluff. Uh, yes, we did this at our high school. Dave was high. We were the regional uh, high school that they I all went. decided to gather at our senior. Oh yeah, year. they came to us. They came to us. It was that. It was for the our, one acts. For the one acts, at least. I recall. And we all did this together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I went. I went two years. Both were strange. Yes. And really very enjoyable. Where was the first year at? What school was that at? I don't know. We took a bus. We took a bus. It was a blur. And we had to like there set it all up. While saying show tunes on the way. No, wait. Where was it? I think it was, was it State that uh, you guys were performing uh, All My Sons at? Yeah. What school was that? We, we performed. That was in Salt Lake or something. That was in Salt Lake. I remember, you guys didn't know this, but during that show, I ripped my pants <laughs> through the back. So my ass was showing. You weren't in that show. I know. I was watching. <laughs> Did you rip your pants? I just ripped them. No, I was in that show. Yeah, I was walking. I don't know. I was walking around. I ripped my pants. I just tied my hoodie around my waist. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of the weird stuff yep, that we saw. But before that, I will say, Stratford and I did a show together. We did a one act of Arthur Miller's All My Sons that was like, not typically a one act, but it was <laughs> a three act play. It was typically an a five project. act play in three acts. But that was like, goodness, that was the uh, that was like a pivotal project in my life. Mm-hmm. Like sure. doing that and then competing certainly was enjoyable and gave me enough confidence to like study theater professionally. So there are benefits to this experience, but there are also more weird things that happen than there's, good. There's some real creative performances happening. Certainly. Like, I knew a kid named Falcon that I met there. Falcon. His name was Falcon. That's just a Utah original. Is that, is that a Utah thing? A strictly just like, this is my son Sandstorm. And <laughs> he did a scene where he played, he did a scene where he played like a crack addict, like shaking down his brother for money. And yeah. then, uh, like the mob showed up and he uh, he pulled out a pistol from his jacket because every scene, no matter what time period, playwright, or context, someone pulls a pistol out of dude's, their jacket. Dude's packing. <laughs> Someone's packing heat. Yes. Always. I just remember him pulling out a pistol and saying, let them come, man. <laughs> let them come. Classic Falcon. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the scene ended. It's about like... That was the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Let them come, man. Let them come. <laughs> when he He's just Scarface. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you you can't like. Unfortunately, it's not a competition of strength or wits where there's a clearly defined winner and a clearly defined loser. It's all subjective. I wish it were objective that like there were points to be earned, but you just 
go up in front of a judge. Yeah, they sort of had a point system, but like everybody gets a five. And the judge gives you a either like a superior, an excellent, a good. They or use a the fair. term superior as one of those like they're all flowery. You, you didn't just go, do good. That's you how you really know superior. Great. That's how you know that it's like it's all bullshit because. They added a flowery. No, every one of the things, the worst you can do is fair. fair. It's all positive. Yeah. Because you're the fair. There's times where I sat in an excellent. You have to sit in a room. It's like in those child beauty pageant shows where the top prize is like the ultimate grand supreme. (laughs) And then the little. You got you got supreme, and then there's the ultimate grand supreme. But everyone else is regular supreme. Like you're regular old supreme, honey. But you sit in a room with judges, and then with every other performer, and they go. And I like there are pieces where you're like, wow, that was superior. But there's some where you're like, oh no. <laughs> but that's not on the ballot. It just stops at fair. Yeah. There's a lot of fairs. The hardest part, the hardest part a about lot of good this, happening. this subject is that you can't properly convey just how awkward a situation is, or like just how absurd what's going on, unless you have like seen the scene itself. You guys know we've been out of high school for long enough that we could be judges for these things. We, we could get, finally get start telling students that they are terrible. Yeah, we, we could. That have been was not fair work. School. That was awful. <laughs> Awful. Just that was not fair to anyone in this room. Pamphlet. The movie, the <laughs> movie Whiplash, with mm-hmm. like a high school sophomore. Just, you call that breathing? You throw a garbage can at their head. Yeah, throw a garbage can at their head. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you get can. art. No, what would because I never saw Whiplash. Whiplash, they have a story <laughs> about. <laughs> Somebody throws a, a symbol at Charlie Parker's head. Right. Somebody's and, throwing it at And that's how he became Charlie Parker. That was like the premise of like some big monologue. And uh, what, would, what, what do you guys think the uh, theater version of that would be? Not, theater if version. it isn't jazz, what would be the theater thing that we would throw at somebody's head? Um, a prop pistol from inside your jacket. A prop pistol from... Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. <laughs> that's what we've been that holding it for. Works William Shakespeare. <laughs> I remember I did a scene with one of our be a bunch of gaff tape, <laughs> like a a wad, yeah, like a ball, a ball of gaff tape. That's get not, out. Gaff tape weighs a like decorative, happy, or, and sad mask. Mm-hmm. I did a scene with with another one of our mutual friends. Shout out to Palmer Flood, Pete out Flood. there somewhere. He's out uh, there in the multiverse. Certainly not listening right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did a, we did the odd couple. Which is a little classic Neil Simon yeah. piece, you know. Three other people also did the Odd Couple, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's a, it's we all we all ended up in a room at the same time together, oh, no. and just like went one after the other. Um, and like we, I remember, by the third we, time, they were just the regular couple. <laughs> just, yeah. They were no longer seems to be a standard <laughs> couple at this point. Linguini like plays an important part in that play, and these people Linguini, yeah, so. It's like you're your classic cleanup, like well neat OCD guy, yes, and then the your Felix, classic Felix Unger, and then your classic completely out of control, like drunk man. The other guy's name and uh, Oscar, Oscar, and Oscar Wilde. They like make linguini, and it goes bad. And so these students made linguini 
when they performed this piece at their high school like three weeks ago and just threw that in a Tupperware container and saved it for the competition. <laughs> and so they actually had the world's most rancid linguine. And they... Why? And it went... <laughs> And they opened the Tupperware. Just a Tupperware burping all over the room. And so after all the odd couples go, I remember... That's the best thing about these competitions is that most of the, most of the performances are taking place in classrooms. In, a, in like your, somebody's history classroom. Yeah. But I remember there was There's a... some kid up there who's just dressed as a philosopher from ancient Greece. Yeah. Who's about to get stabbed by yes. fake knives. A... a diagram of mitochondria behind him yes but i remember there's like 20 say there's 20 pairs of students doing scenes yeah and of the male male ones half of them were the odd couple the other half were of mice and men yes and and <laughs> was this giving, guy you were either watching the odd couple or it was the crucible you the big you the big uh unclean man from the odd couple you the big stupid man from of mice and men it's like how every high school ever has done Music Man at least once. But this kid pulled out a gun, and it was like the realest looking gun I've ever seen in my life. Oh and boy. so Palmer and I like, <laughs> like oh tense no, up. like it was terrifying. Like there's no way, like genuinely, there's no way he should have been allowed to bring that into a school. And then he like, it's the scene, and so he shoots. What's the guy's name? This is classic literature of mice and men. Mice and men. Uh, Lenny. 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 Shot. Yeah, shoots Lenny, and this thing's like Carl shoots a Lenny. pistol with blanks in it, and it like explodes. What? Like, boom, and like asbestos rains from the ceiling, <laughs> like shook the roof. Like he fires this like holy. <laughs> like he blanks. <laughs> I remember what? being so what scared. was he from? Like, I remember shaking. It wasn't, it wasn't like a cap Probably. Gun. It was like actually fork. like a real blank gun? Like, I think I genuinely think it was like his dad's pistol with blanks in it. That's... Well, for, well, for theater, they have special guns that hold blanks. I'm sure they do. But, but I would feel like, like a real that he did not have access to one. But this was like the guy who's like junior year of high school has a goatee. Just yeah, and those blank mid- guns are terrible. Middle of nowhere high school. He's just like, yeah, I'll just bring my 44. <laughs> Why not? 45. 45 caliber. Goodbye, Lenny. Goodbye. <laughs> and then, well, the next year when we went with the one act, I didn't go to the competition because I was scared. The year before, you were, you were afraid you, you were going. To you be. were certain you were going to be Lenny from of Mice and Men. Yeah, I knew that anything just like the most unlikely setting, and not like danger. Like there was danger, but just like I knew that I would see things that were just bad, things yeah. you couldn't unsee. Like I, we still talk about things that we saw yeah. those days. I mean, obviously, here we are talking do, about. Them. Do you remember Wake the Dead? Yeah, oh my I do. God. It, let's just let's just talk about the one acts that we saw. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even bad, but it was a whole row of dead soldiers, and one by one. I'm sure, we're going to school with some of the people who. Are <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess are out there. I've, it was I've a terrible show. You guys should know that. Sorry. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't that terrible. Give us the twenty second. They didn't all right. Why don't you give us a rundown of what's happening? Twenty second. Here's, Barry the here's dead. Stratford Healy on Barry the Dead. Yeah. Uh, it a play was in one act. A a big group of soldiers, all of whom are corpses who have come back to life and cause uh, 
unrest in everybody else's lives <laughs> as a result. Unrest amongst the barracks. <laughs> uh, there is conflict in this story, as you would imagine. Anyway, uh, they go one by one and have a sob story for each story, or for each soldier up there. And after the fifth one, you're like, okay, let's beat things along. Because you can see how many other soldiers you have up left. <laughs> and I remember just a dead soldier dancing with his wife and she's just like has fake sobbing going on. Oh, she was weeping. She was oh, openly. It was, it was, she was weeping all over the place. It was regular. She was ugly crying yeah. as they romantically dance. And I remember stage, just backlit, thinking, my God. A bunch of dead bodies on stage. We, we have like Stand five her. more soldiers of this this. Yeah. They wrapped it up pretty quick. The rest of the bodies went pretty quick, though. Yeah. I think that was where... I think when they made the cut from it regular play to one act... It didn't really... They just ran the play at full time until the last ten minutes, and then just like, eh, okay. It just, seemed, it just yeah. seemed like a needlessly... <laughs> the best way to do it. <laughs> a needlessly edgy play to me. Like, these, these soldiers are standing up in a trench, and their superior officers like, go back to sleep! I think, really, if there's a theme that we can go with for all of these performances... In all of the one act like festival things at the high school unnecessarily level, edgy. it's unnecessarily edgy. Yeah, that's it was. It was just which like, is really a good description of all of high school, isn't it? People are coming wow. back to life. The last thing they're going to be concerned about is insubordinate soldiers. <laughs> there was like order them to die again. It's crazy. You need to rest, soldier. What about um, I can't too edgy. What about you, fuel? You feel I don't. Well, I don't know what that cannot, play was we, called. Me and Strap have been day. trying to figure this out. We we saw a play at this festival. One act play. I don't. I do not remember what the name was or even what it was really about. There was a king. There was a fool, and there was a man with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> I have no idea any of these characters' names. What the t- title of the play was called. I just remember the man with the guitar was desperately trying to carry it. Being like the only one. <laughs> there was a Mormon kid playing a, a fool who had clearly never seen what alcohol does to somebody because yes. he was he, was, a lot of he that. was playing a drunk the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And there was one lady whose character was some like assistant for the queen or something, but she was the female equivalent of Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> she had so much stage presence and commitment to her choices. It was, was really and the least was up there killing her on stage. But also so, uh, just, you don't remember the last war, do you? <laughs> I, I am the Senate. I have acquired a taste for flesh. That's, just that wasn't a line from the play, but it just sounds so right in it, her voice. It, yeah. I remember I remember I went to junior high with one of the people who was in it. And his name, and I'm not making this up, was Payton Dix. His first name was Payton, and his last name was Dix. I distinctly remember that name. Payton Dix. I remember losing my mind when I saw his name again. I had never even realized it. He made it through all of junior high without anybody making fun of him about it once. (laughs) I'm sure to this day no one's made fun of him for it. Well, I am about to. F*** you, Payton. Your name is dumb. That's what we, we had to watch every single one act. Yeah, uh, in our region and and the state, because we competed at the region, and mine and Stratford's piece was competing, and so we had to sit through the rest of them. Yeah, and we won that one. I mean, <coughs> if <coughs> our description of it, all these other pieces tells you anything, we won. 
Because our our, our piece baby. was this is a test was pretty good was needfully edgy. It needed the edge of it Arthur needed. Miller mid life crisis depression you, you can't, that we brought to high school. Oh yeah, Arthur Miller is deliberately edgy. Like you can't that, that that's the thing. You can't overdo the edge on Arthur Miller because it requires Monroe. Daniel Day Lewis vein popping. He did. What more guy. need we say? Um, Gotta have a flair for the drama if you're gonna handle the Monroe. And then we went to state and just got torn apart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't this even is, know what place we got. Stuff like seventh state. place. There was some weird stuff too. There's some weird stuff, but there's some good stuff. I remember at well, state, I saw a we, one act production of both. It was, I saw a one act version of Eurydice. Yeah. Which I was just in. I remember that. It was, it was, the one act version was, it was absolutely terrible. terrible. It was awful. It was, I was wow. like, this is like a bad show. I can't believe this. And then you just did it at the university. I just did the same it. It's show. a much better show at full length. It's a much better show when good actors perform it. Oh, stop it, you. And then they also did a one-act version of Town, Which we're, we're doing right which now. Which we're about to see. I and Town was also terrible in Urinetown one-act. was also very bad at one-act form. I don't remember I seeing think, that in one-act. I think your adaption of All My Sons was really strong. I think Arthur Miller plays are just inherently strong. Always better in one-act than in three. You think so? You really think so? Because, well... There's this certain sense of doom when you watch an Arthur Miller play yeah. that you can either watch for an hour or two or three and, hours, and it's sometimes better minutes. for the human soul. You can only watch for the how, how John Blocker. How long did you shorten it down to? So to not get disqualified, um, a piece needs to be sixty minutes or less, and our state time minutes. our state time was fifty nine minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah. I remember insanity. we had like our entire theater crew and all of the actors, everybody who was in the theater. Everyone who was not bullying us was there to help build this set in less yeah. than five minutes and take it down. Because you have 60 minutes to insane. set up, perform, and take down. And it was like a real set, too. We had like There's bushes cool. and fences stairs. and stairs. We had to like drill things together. They were drills. And then undrill them. And then we got, I and think. We had to do it like that. We got crazy. docked a lot because we didn't really drill things in a lot. And the stairs looked pretty wobbly. And I remember our lead actress always looking like she was going to fall to her death every time she went down the stairs. She was also in giant heels. That's just that's just a choice, <laughs> you know. It's it supposed to look unstable because it's Arthur Miller and it's edgy. Unstable. Yes. Then there's the. There's the Shakespeare competition, which is its yes. own monster, this is which weird. I love. I love the Shakespeare competition. Um, Stratford, you performed. So, same ups, same downs. I did yeah. a Richard monologue. What did you do? I did a monologue from Julius Caesar of Mark Antony, the, the friends, Romans, countrymen. Uh, yes. everybody, I liked that monologue. I everybody and their dog does that did you just monologue. Yeah. Spit up a hairball. <clears throat> No, that's that's a line I from did the, other the Mark Antony monologue. <laughs> Friends, Romans, <laughs> countrymen. He did a bit where he was a drunk Mark Antony. He was still very upset about Julius Caesar dying. So, so he, he, he was took a to the wine. He took to the wine, said us. Oh, Friends, you're my friends. <laughs> countrymen. I want to do that someday. I want to... I, Let's, that's a good idea. It's good. I remember watching. I remember drunk Shakespeare. That's that's the dream. Is we'll to get, get to the very top. 
performing in the Globe Theater in London, and then just getting plastered beforehand. Yeah, just like ruin the show by trying to play him drunk. What more could you want? I'm pretty sure that's really a tear the globe down for the globe. Yeah, and uh, then just plank by plank, and then just stop being an actor and get uh, go and to then school. Just for, go to technical college, and become a well plumber. Of, yeah, that'd be fine with me. That sounds like a good life. Good life. Anyway, um, did you have so, any funny story? Yeah. Well, the, I thought we were talking about the Shakespeare Festival. Yeah, yeah we're at the Shakespeare competition, which is so, like, well, it's like the... Southern Utah University, yeah. the uh, university we're currently which all we attending. Attend, not a sponsor. Every year uh, has the high school students from all over the state make a pilgrimage to Southern Utah University where mm-hmm. they can all... Perform Shakespeare. And they can all geek out all over all the Shakespeare. They can shows. all. They can all. The geek regular. Out. It's really great. The regular theater competition <laughs> is like free game. You can do stuff with words, how normal people communicate, and then the Shakespeare competition is nothing but Shakespeare. Yeah. Which, which is a real. Uh, it separates the the wheat from the tares. Needless to say, like really, Shakespeare. Wheat from the chaff. Shakespeare's like, gonna go great. You can't fake your way through <laughs> Shakespeare. Go terrible. You either can do it, or you're bad. <laughs> how did you do in the how competition? Did, how, did how many I do? superiors did you get? Oh, uh, I I can't even you don't remember. Have it was like so? the sh- well, actually, I don't think I competed in the Shakespeare Festival. I just did a Shakespeare monologue during the one-act You did festival. Shakespeare at the one-act, at the regular theater competition. Yeah, so I, I like, participated uh, with everybody, crap. but I didn't do a specific monologue for that festival, which I'm all right with. I, I did a scene at the Shakespeare competition with Tori Wuthrich. Oh, yeah. I yeah. recall. Um, yeah, you guys did... You, it was we like a measure a, for measure, measure for measure, but it was in a jail. Yeah, it was like, just like measure for that measure. That was a really interesting way that you guys said it. You were both facing the audience, not facing each other, but like talking on the little phones. Because were you in jail? We made Shakespeare contemporary. We were in actual prison. Yeah, because it's set in jail. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a good. It's a very emotional scene. Yeah, and I credit that scene to the fact that I'm still dating Tori Wethridge three years later. Yeah, of course. So. Thanks, thanks, Will Shakespeare. But it was not helpful. <laughs> this was like I had a huge crush on this girl. Were you guys not dating when you no, did that scene? No, no, no. She was like coming out of a relationship at the time. Oh right. I had a huge crush on this girl, and the thing that our high school did was ride scooters. That was our thing. We yes. all brought razor. We scooters all brought the razor City, scooters, and we apparently we started that. And they still do it. So. And I well, I whipped out my razor scooter. The day we're gonna get on the bus and go to Cedar City, is that how you? I got a new her? one. You impressed her with well, a new no, razor. This is the opposite. I, <laughs> hey baby, I unbox, hop on my Cadillac. I unboxed my razor scooter and it was Blue like a wheels. scooter with like a longboard. Base. Gorgeous! It was a gorgeous piece. Beautiful scooter, and so I'm trying <laughs> to, to get me the by handle. the Lady of the Lake. <laughs> I'm trying to get the handle to like extend this collapsible handle, and it's not budging, and so. And I need to be on the bus in like 10 minutes. And so I sit on the board and I'm pulling up the handle and staring into it like Luke Skywalker trying to figure out how a lightsaber works. And it releases and I break 
my front left tube completely <laughs> in half with the handle of this Razor scooter. You've broken your teeth. Your tooth. It was just one tooth. It was one tooth, and it was a perfect diagonal cut. Was that the first time it ever broke? No, I shattered my fake tooth. You shattered your fake the tooth? The night before we go to compete in a scene. Yeah. And so I'm literally in shock, like shaking <laughs> and like trying to collect the pieces. I'm like, my dentist can glue the pieces back together. And then I was like, nope, I just have to get on this bus. I remember we're all waiting at the bus, and you came late. And we didn't know what was happening. We're just like, oh, Will's late. Well, we need to leave. Where, where is he? So we're calling you. You're just like, I'm on my way. And you get to the bus. And you, you just, just let open a big smile. You just crack open a big smile. And it was just an uproar. We just all lost our minds. He <laughs> looks like he, he looked life. like a pirate. It was so perfect. Just a missing tooth right in the middle of all of these gorgeous pearly whites. Just cracked right in half. We have a picture of it somewhere. We should post it along with it. Oh, we burned them all. It was so in the purge. This was the the heat, the absolute prime of Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS. Ugh. <laughs> and I just gotten that. it, and I was like, hadn't even played it yet. It showed up like ten minutes before we got on the bus, and it was like a thing that we were all going to play Super Smash Bros. on this trip. And and uh, Connor Peterson locks my game in a puzzle trap that you have to what? solve you have to solve a puzzle to open the thing up puzzle what, was it and like so, a cube from a hellraiser it was a it was a, it was a maze you? it was a maze with like a ball in it oh and you had those little metal get ball like bank mazes yeah and i was like in shock and my only solace was that i would be able to play super smash with my friends on this bus and then i literally spent the first 30 minutes listening to them play while i Shake it with, like I'm in shock and I'm shaking and I'm trying to get this metal ball through a puzzle. And that was like the actual low point in my life. And then I was like, these are my three days to woo Tori, mm-hmm. but I have a lisp and no tooth. My God. And no more self confidence. Well, you pulled it off. And I did. You handsome devil. So and there we are. That same Shakespeare competition, I was performing monologue. Um, Richard III, his opening monologue, that was the winter of our discontent. Which, what, what else? Yeah, of course. Are you, you I was do any I was other certain, monologue from yeah. Richard III? And I was certainly not the only person doing that monologue, and I encountered several others. We were driving down to uh, Cedar City in the bus, or like halfway there probably, or like passing Laverne. Yeah. And... Uh, I realized with horror that I have forgotten my shoes, my cane, and another aspect of my... The rest of your costume. Yeah, well. I had... You had a whole hunchback piece that you left behind. Oh, no, I had... <laughs> I didn't... I had a cane, and I had, a like, a trench coat-looking thing. It was a great little costume that I put together. But I had forgotten my shoes and my cane. And I think I was something else. And I, so I go up to the front of the bus, and I go to our theater teacher, Andrew Thorne. Shout out, Andrew. Shout out. Not a sponsor. And I just, like, lean over to him. I'm just like, Andrew, we have a problem. He's <laughs> like, what? Like, I, uh, I, I left parts of my costume. And just, like, the, <laughs> the pure anger. Fire. Because she had like, eyes roll back. She like asked me before we left. She'd asked everybody like twice. Like, do you, have your, do you have your costume with you? Make sure you have your costume with you. <laughs> We're halfway there. I'm like, Andrew, 
I'm, I'm, I'm missing part of my costume. She's like, do you remember when I asked you if you had your <laughs> costume? Like, yes, I remember that. Anyway, uh, we get there and we take the bus. We drop everybody off and then we take the bus directly to the DI, the Deseret Industries of Cedar City. And I find a cane yeah. and a pair of shoes and a wicker hat. I, I remember that wicker hat. What was the name <laughs> written on the inside? Doug. <laughs> I, I go up to the bowl section. Doug's hat. I go to the bowl section. There's like a bunch of ceramic glass plastic bowls. And then there's this wicker bowl that has like one, one of the edges is longer. And I pick it up and I turn it over and I realize that the longer edge is actually a brim. This is, baseball. this is a hat. This is Somebody true, misidenti- misidentified this hat as a bowl. <laughs> a bowl. Max bought this wicker hat. And it had God, magical powers comparable only to what is seen in the movie Like Mike. <laughs> I assume Doug was some lady killer. You didn't even say Doug last name. It was Max, just this hat belongs Max to Doug. put on this hat. And I remember sitting, watching scenes and like three just beautiful women approaching you and asking you about the hat. Oh, and yeah. this happened everywhere you it went. It really is an excellent conversation. And not just starter. like strange people, but like it's such a beautiful looking hat. It's so dumb, but people look at it and they have to know because they know there's a story behind it. And I don't know. I don't know who Doug is. Doug, if you're out there, I have your hat. I need to know who you are. Hopefully, you're not dead. You're not getting the hat back. You're not getting the hat back main thing I remember from that whole Shakespeare festival was the group scenes and like we were in this giant auditorium and they're having each high school go up and do a group scene with rather than the normal two person scene or the monologues and they have a big ensemble and it was I think it was American every, for every high school brings their own like 10 minute scene yeah <laughs> of Shakespeare ours was Romeo and Juliet uh I think it was American Fork, but they had done a rendition of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. <laughs> Julius Caesar and the uh, <laughs> the. Can we tell the Can we tell the award story first? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll get into that story. Okay. So this wasn't the Shakespeare Festival. Post it this, note on this Julius Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. This was a. Did I want to tell that joke? This was at the One Act Festival. The other weird theater competition we went to. They were doing a awards for dramatic monologue. I I had done a Shakespeare monologue because I'm I'm that kid that that comes with a Shakespeare monologue. You're that kid, contemporary this kid doing Shakespeare at the regular theater competition. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, oh, you doing the odd couple too in a, in a Greek robe. I got my name called up for dramatic monologues and how they were doing the awards was there was too many people who got these superior awards. So you didn't clap after you heard a name. They just gave the awards to everybody for that group and then you clap at the end to save time. Uh, so everybody comes up and they stand in a line and these, these are all this – everybody who's up there has gotten superiors and they're announcing third, second, and first place by giving a name and then having them step forward. They're about to do the winners, and it's real suspenseful. And then 10 feet away from me, this girl just drops, starts having a seizure. Oh, and, 
This is an auditorium of like yeah, 600 ev- everybody's people. looking me on. And, me and Will are in the audience. <laughs> and we're like cheering Stratford on. This girl hits the ground. Just I'm like this is like, it looks oh, sh- this is a weird second. time Every, to be everybody performing, is, young lady. Everybody seems we had to no be. Idea what was happening. Yeah, everybody is kind of in shock. It's like, right. oh, what do you do? This guy runs up to the front and he's like, because oh, don't fight against her. It's like, the theater competition. Anything goes. <laughs> you I mean, never it, know. For all we know, this is a last ditch effort for her to get she a superior. She just wants first place. She wants the W. Maybe if she know. really just busts out a. But like. A, a, Excellent reprise of my left foot. You never know. Well, she's like 10 feet away from me, and it's it's looking a bit scary. And then out of nowhere, this big lady waddles across the stage. <laughs> she and waddles. she waddles across the stage, and she comes up, and she's like, oh, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't know if she was the, the girl's mom or her caretaker or something. Like, this was a regular thing, but she was like... Oh, yeah, no big deal. Just keep going. Keep doing your little award show. And she'll just be there having her she'll seizure. She'll just go away. If you don't move, she can't see you. So they're on, they're on a tight schedule. So they just keep going. And this lady's... She still, wasn't seizing anymore, right? She was just laying there well, at this point? No, she was, she was still seizing, oh, like seizing when, when, when my awards were, were going on. And I remember... Kayden, our buddy Caden <laughs> Weinberger was up there with me, and I just remember turning to him while this is happening and being like, this is surreal, because I'm standing with a spotlight in my face, receiving my accolades for the work I've done, and half the audience is freaking out because their friend wants something, and the other half is like, are we applauding this girl having a seizure right now? It didn't feel like the right time to clap. It, it was very weird. I, I'm hesitant to tell you. I didn't even know what was happening. I wasn't even watching when she fell. I don't want it to sound like I'm laughing because she was, was having a seizure, but just the, the ridiculousness of the situation. And we, we got her aboard and we left, and she was still up there when the next group came up. You know, Julius Caesar had seizures. Bringing it right back. <laughs> Bringing it right back to the next group. Remember where we like left it. off? <laughs> Flawless segue. I wonder if that was on purpose. If Shakespeare knew that, it was like a pun that he never put into the show. Julius I don't Caesar. Know. Caesar. He probably seizures. invented the word seizure. But this, say it this high school's production. I don't think they were called was, seizures. It was contemporary point. Julius Caesar. Yes. So they Shakespeare's had, time was not the gold standard for medical science. At the time. <laughs> There were televisions. There were news crews. Julius Caesar news was the what? president of the United <laughs> the States. News, news crews. Blues crews. There was blues clues. Blues news clues, crews. News crews. And. Uh, Jews crews. <laughs> and the president of the United States. Yes. Bruce Chews. Uh, which was Julius Caesar. Yeah. And the, everyone else was like men in suits. Um, American force. They were senators. Yeah. Well, they they seemed like SS. Like there was somewhere between senators. They were either yeah, senators like or somewhere between bodyguards. Service. Yeah, it was like very clearly a an American take. Because um, everybody they, they had like a flag up there. There were some less than tasteful. And they had, like, they had set up these this was like, contemporary huge, America. They had set up these huge projector screens. Yep. Well, one they had the token black kid playing uh, the president. The, yeah, Caesar, Caesar in here, the Nash, which, American president. 
at, in real life at and, the time. And he was a fine actor, but it was very oh, clear. Yeah, he he was selected because we well, he was Obama was president. president. I'm not going to lie. He was pretty clearly the, the best kid up he was there. A, he was a yeah. talented actor. And then There's a reason he was these news JC. crews were not playing Blue's Clues, but <laughs> stock <laughs> footage of like nine, people reacting to like 9-11. 9-11? Which was... Like, not no, the no. most tasteful thing no, I've seen the biggest. on a stage. You could have found so much better stock footage. It's just general rioting. But instead, yeah. they chose to go with, with 9-11, so everybody's yeah. minds are on that. And so yeah. they had Not people, they had like you're trying to do. homeless people with like signs protesting Julius Caesar. Yeah. They just said, wear your hipster clothes and say, <laughs> right. wear your no more clothes. seizures. No more Caesar seizures. Anyway. Uh, so yes, the mo- most tell them about the assassination. <laughs> Why don't most, you go ahead? The, the most obscure part about the whole performance for me was during the assassination of Caesar. <laughs> they all come in with they don't have any knives because they didn't want to bring knives, but they they're, they're pantomiming knives. It's very clearly they're stabbing Caesar. We're all on the same page. We yeah. all get that there's not. I assume Julius Caesar's going to get stabbed the, in the, a traditional The way. other bodyguard <laughs> senators, they grab Caesar by the shoulders, each arm, and Brutus like get backs up a little bit and you see he's going to go in for like a stab right to the heart, you know. It's going to be a real big dramatic thing. Yeah. It's set up, you're ready for it. We're and all watching he, this and we're like on the edge of our seat we're like, "Oh, he's going to die now." And then no. his knife stabs Caesar. Right in the balls. Yeah. He goes right, right between his legs. Right between his legs. Right into like that like right. It was a very he jarring like, thing to watch. It was like Especially very upsetting. This we kid were, didn't have a knife in his hand. He didn't have a knife in his it hand. It was weird. Oh yeah. He definitely like, felt the other kid's package. And I just like felt the whole room. Just like everybody huh? kind of like it just like ruined the tone. It, it's the sound what? of like a thousand people scrunching their eyebrows. <laughs> and we were there. We're all just like <laughs> we're what students. <laughs> We're there to, like, learn things. This happened in the auditorium too. theater. And I remember taking notes in my journal that I bought. And I was like, <laughs> cool contemporary. Uh, I like the camera crew. And then all caps, 82-point font. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, why did they just do and, that to him? And I remember the judge kind of saying something like they they weren't sure on what the attempt was with that decision there, whether they were trying to demasculate Caesar or something like that. Yeah, but watching the judges respond to that was trying to be thing. tasteful. Just like, they, wow. How really, do you tastefully ask the question? Really, really why didn't you stab him in the heart? Yeah. Why, why, why did, did you stab why him, did him in the, the testicles? You, you, you mentioned, though, there is, some, there is some historicity to that. Possibly. Well, I I thought I heard that. Maybe I heard somebody say that that's actually where it's actually one of the places that they stabbed Caesar. It seems like a Roman thing to do. It seems like a Roman thing to do. They stab him right in that like what's that artery your, called in your leg? The femoral artery. Femoral. The one on your femur, something like that. Yeah. Femoral. We're theater majors. Let's not talk about <laughs> this anymore. Brutus is like, all right, let's end this. It was Once a weird for thing, for, especially for Brutus. Because it was, it was the A2 Brute, that stab. It was a weird they stabbed him all over the place, and he's like to end with. wobbling around, going, oh. But when he, when he said. It's like A2 Brute. But they gave this when one right in the F- seconds of buildup. It was crazy. That's the thing, though. When he said A2 Brute, it didn't feel like, and you, Brutus? It felt like, like really, Brutus? A2 Brutus? A2 you stabbed me in the balls? Other notable Maybe scenes. Is that what A2 Brute means? Other, yeah, yeah. Other notable scenes. I remember. 
two different high schools doing scenes from William Shakespeare's Henry V. Yeah. But both of them did them Mad Max themed. Yeah. Same play, Mad Max, Fury Road came it's out a, that year. Yeah, it was a big year for... <laughs> and it was a big year for, for Shakespeare. Steam, a big year for steampunk. <laughs> so, so post-apocalyptic... Mad Max was steampunk? It was post-apocalyptic. Post, well, it's like, yeah. Madness. It's pretty steampunk, I think. There was a it's Harry Potter... Um, Julius Caesar. Do you remember that? Did no. any of you see this? No. See what? So, a lot of the play Julius Caesar... Yes. ...set to in the world of Harry Potter. And every actor had... Who is Caesar? A recognizable character from Harry Potter. And Julius Caesar was Voldemort. And this oh kid painted himself completely white, put, like, putty on his nose, had a bald cap, and a live, like, 15-foot boa crawling around his body. Like, oh I remember God. one Points time all he's wow. giving this monologue and he's like, arms he's out, got a snake. Voldemort, and the snake crawls up his bald head like a Roman feather poof. Yeah. And it's just like sitting on top of his head, like staring at the person he's talking to. And like, this is actually incredible. It, it was delightful to watch. Really? It was, it was kind of magical. Did the concept make any It was sense so solid. The teacher that year was, was retiring. This was her last like thing she'd ever do that people would see, and so she's like, "Harry Potter, Julius Caesar," and it was cool. That's really cool. I don't, I don't get the choice of Voldemort being Caesar because they killed him. I mean, sure. you're taking out Voldemort is supposed to be a noble act, and uh, that. Yeah, ganging Julius up on him with a bunch is, of knives is going to be depends on who you ask. Wizardly Caesar is definitely act. a cautionary tale to assassinations. Yeah, don't do it, or else you'll I send it was the whole be world like, into turmoil and end up killing yourself. Etu Severus, like I thought it was going to be a Dumbledore type gets assassinated. I Spoilers, know. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out. And Some post. people haven't read the Six Harry Potter yet, Stratford. Yeah, to I spoil the, what book it was in. I thought that was the seventh one. No, that's the sixth one. The seventh book? You illiterate swine. <laughs> this has been... The look that Will is giving me right now. The Red Rock Retrospective. It sure has. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. 